Hey, we haven't done one of these in a while. It's another epi- episode. I already started with a mistake. Uh, episode of Offsides. Uh, Ricky, episode. Shut up, Ricky. How are you? <laughs> okay, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we have two guests. Um, they're both Canadian, which is crazy. Um, our first guest is a, is a returning guest. It's our old friend, Nigel. How are you, sir? It's Nigel! <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Wonderful. Wonderful. Also, Yukon Cornelius on, on Twitter. Yes. Um, and our second guest, she's a first-timer on this show. You may have heard of her uh, from Beaver Tales Magazine, Stripper of the Month. It is Mandy McRae. How are you? I am amazing. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> she's a virgin to our podcast. Oh, I was going to say, no, she's not. Um, <laughs> I'm a stripper, of course I'm Really? That's what you're doing that in the uh, the VIP area? Uh, maybe. She doesn't want to get in trouble. Trudeau's listening. <laughs> All right. After I I want to know things like what are your prices and, and we'll talk about that off air. Anyway, yeah. um I mean I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. I usually come into these things cold. But the the new news uh would be Michael McLeod picked himself up a second charge today apparently. Um, so he is, I guess, well, he's the best, he's the best rapist. Yeah, he is number one rapist. I was going to say he's finally leading in something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so he got a second charge for, I guess here it would be considered aiding and abetting, but, and also up, up there, well, whatever, it's a party to a sexual assault. So obviously we don't know what exactly happened or what that means. But like all the speculation I've seen on Twitter um, by, you know, experts. So some were saying that he was the one that facilitated other guys coming into the room. Others were saying he was the one that tried to stop the the victim from reporting it to police. Um, and uh, who knows? Either way, fucking scumbag. Yeah, he can eat, eat my whole butthole. Yeah, speaking of... Speaking of eating, Nigel, what'd you have for dinner tonight, my friend? A McRib. <laughs> really? Yeah, they, they brought it back. Well, I'd say brought it back. I don't actually know if it's been in Canada before, but I got to try my first McRib. Well, oh, they, uh, they do not have that here right now. I thought they discontinued that. It's it's a seasonal sandwich. At least in Ontario, it is. It was here, but I haven't seen it here in a while. I thought they I don't like, know if it's it. been seasonal in Atlantic Canada. I know here the McLobster is seasonal, but that's because the Atlantic what? Canada well, came the up with that. Atlantic <laughs> yeah, Canada well, came up with that, <laughs> and that's yeah. where it, that's where it can stay. Um, I've seen it. I saw, I've seen that in Maine. Really? Yes. And it's crazy because it's like market price for lobster, so it's like. You know, like thirty dollars for a fucking, oh, it's stupid yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it because I'm not going to McDonald's. I don't like lobster, but if I would want to eat lobster, I'm not going to fucking McDonald's for it. But well, I've heard, that, and I don't know if this is true or not. So you guys can correct me. I think the difference between Canadian and American McDonald's is that in Canada, the the uh, ingredients and the meat has to be sourced from 
like a certain distance from the restaurant. Yes. And also Canada has much higher like health and food safety standards. So they can't get away with near of the like horseshit you can get rid of with you can get away with well, down in the States. That's good and bad because obviously they're looking out for the health of the citizens, which they better because you already can't get a doctor's appointment there for like a year. Um, that's probably why. Exactly. But the other thing is now where Mandy lives in Ontario, um, you can't go to a restaurant. Those injured doxing people again. They've already established that she's in Ontario. She literally said it herself. I have my full name name on my Twitter. I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Ricky. Anyway, um, you can't hear, you're going to hear it from Moro Jork fan after this one. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, in Ontario, you can't ask for a burger like medium rare at a restaurant. Um, it has to be medium well or above. So on one hand, yeah, yeah. We, we tried that at several different restaurants when we were in Toronto. And they just I thought, how would you want a medium, like medium rare steak? Fine. But medium rare burger. Why would you not want your burger cooked? Because you want it to like taste good. It does taste good cooked. If you know how to cook a fucking burger. No, man. It, and it's almost the same mistake where the Ow. more you cook it, you're cooking the nutrients out of it. <clears throat> like, why are you looking for nutrients in a burger? Like, <laughs> if you're going to eat a burger, you just know it's not good for you. You're making that like that is clearly a choice you're making. Like, wow, I want a beef patty with a bunch of like seasoning that's bad for me and probably a sauce or two that's bad for me on it. I'm not like, oh, boy, where can I find any amount of nutrients in this? I am also, not going to get also make the Toronto thing because like more up north here, I've been with my friends who have ordered a medium rare burger. So that's possible. And you know what? So Nigel, I'm wrong. not going to hold on. I'm not going to get lectured by somebody who just told us they ate a McRib anyway. Um... I'm not driven yet, but I knew the McRib was bad for me. I knew I was making that decision. Like I, I wasn't like, oh boy, this is probably real pork. I was like, well, this is probably the closest they can get to calling it pork without it being pork. Just wait till you sit on the toilet tomorrow. Might be real shoe. Oh, I, I know for a fact the McShits is coming, but that's the price of McDonald's. <laughs> uh, speaking of McShits, Mandy, what did you have for dinner? Oh, um, what did I have? I had this broccoli ground beef thing. I don't know. I ordered these factory meals to try them out. It was pretty good, but healthy. You know, they're <laughs> uh, sponsoring like 15 different podcasts I listen to. Do you actually like them? It's actually really good, yeah. And you can get it like diet based. So just so um, expensive. It is so expensive. I this is my second time doing it, and it's like a hundred and twenty dollars a week. Yeah. Jesus eight, Christ. Yeah. 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 That's just expensive. We tried Home Chef for a couple of weeks because we had um one of those coupons where you get like, I don't know, like ten meals for free or some shit over the span of a month, but once it got back to regular price, we were paying like $80 a week for three meals. Um, and they market it as cheaper, like a cheaper alternative to grocery shopping. You're full of shit. I mean, it's, it's not, cheaper. It, it's cheaper if you're going to eat like bougie um, ass meals. No, if you're going to eat like shop, chef. shop right pork chops for $3 and white rice every night, then the, food, yeah. the supermarket might be cheaper. But um, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's decent, though. The portions are a little... Like, I don't think your average man would be satisfied with a factor meal. Your average man? 
Well, because you guys, you guys have bigger appetites than women generally. Am I average man? I don't know. I don't know. I can't eat much nowadays. Uh, I just, I honestly had one and a half slices of pizza for dinner and I feel like garbage. Um, (laughs) So Ricky, what'd you have for dinner? It's just, I'm staring at a slice of pizza next to me that I haven't eaten yet because I just got home from driving my daughter all over New Jersey and I had two chicken fingers. Wow. Um, (laughs) I had chicken fingers for lunch. So um, I'm excited because I don't even remember when Mandy and I started talking like on social media. We're friends on Facebook. No idea when that happened. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No fucking idea. And uh and on Twitter for a long time. But I'm very excited because we're we're meeting for the first time because you are flying down for the outdoor game. I am. I'm excited. I think I'll be meeting most people for the first time because I've only met a few in the last few times that I've flown. I would say the meeting people is probably gonna be the only exciting part because the game is not gonna be. Well the game's gonna fucking suck. But luckily I got my ticket. Pretty much right away. They're fairly cheap for the 100s level. Well, did you use SeatGeek? I didn't. Not, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't use your code. Well, I, look for the I, next time you buy something. If you use code Last Change Bot on your first SeatGeek order, you save twenty dollars. Uh, so thank you, Ricky, for setting me that up. For setting that up for me because we probably would be talking for two hours and I would completely forget about it. Um, but Mandy, are you going to come hang out? Because we're going to be hanging out in the parking lot with your best friend, uh, Vito. Oh yeah. I need to bully Vito for sure. Can't yes. I, I would love to see that. <laughs> um, did you meet him last time you were here? No, the last time I came, um, by myself for the second Rangers playoff game. So I think oh. I only met our good friend Cappy that time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. if you're going to be meeting Vito for the first time, I would love it if you just walk up to him and just shove him as hard as you can. Just punch him right in the face. face. Just take uh, a handful of mayo and throw it in his face. <laughs> I'll bring him some Canadian mayo. Yes. What do you use up there for mayo? French's? Mm, I don't even Hellman's. know. I don't. I'm not a big mayo person. So I don't Hellman's? like mayo either. But Hellman's <laughs> is like the I typical think that's brand what it is. that other people buy. Well, and it's not real mayo, right? I think it's like. Oh, I'm, I'm not again. I'm not a mayo person, so I can't be yeah. your authority on this. No, Hellman's Hellman's is real mayo. It's when people use like, was it uh, Miracle Whip? Miracle Whip. Okay. That's not real mayo. But no, just I'm in when I'm in Canada. I'm in I'm in Quebec more than everywhere else, and they just replace everything that we use here with like wrenches, which is not yeah. even a Canadian company. But they. I thought it was. I know. Mm. I th- I thought hmm. it was because there was like a Heinz. But they, that was because Heinz pulled yeah. their Canadian factories out. Well, I think French's kept theirs. French's might be Canadian because I don't know. I'm I looking still it buy, up. I French's is an American brand. It's of an American prepared. brand. Yeah. I just thought they were using it up there to. Uh... Well, you know what? It's from Rochester, New York. It's essentially, it's almost Canadian. Andrew's so, trying to impress the Canadians with his Canadian knowledge and he's just fucking failing miserably. No, I was just a hundred percent right. He probably knows more about Canada than I do. So Man, it's the second time you tried to to shit on me tonight. You're just wrong. You said they were a Canadian company. They're not. I didn't. I said they're not. No, even he a Canadian said they're company. American. Mandy said they were Canadian. Yeah, I know. like you're not even listening. I retract. There's a lot of Canadian <laughs> stuff going on right now. I'm kind of like just hoping for it to be over soon. 
Um, well, all right. So then let's get to bagged milk. I'm very confused about it because you guys have to buy milk in bags and then you still buy a plastic pitcher to put the bag in. Hey, but in we anyway. don't have to buy it in bags. Yeah, it comes I, in other forms. Like, I have never, form. my parents have never, and I have never <laughs> bought bagged milk. It's always been cartons or even like the plastic kind of jugs. I've only known one family in my life that's bought bagged milk and it was fucking weird to me. I was like, what the hell are we doing this for? So I I like they like can buy it, but I don't know people who buy it. I haven't bought it since I've lived on my own for the last ten years. I usually buy like carton of milk if I need it. So is it just certain brands are bagged? Like there's really no reason for no, it? No, all all brands sell bagged and carton milk. Like no they, for some reason they sell like typically all brands will sell uh, bagged cartoned and then there's like plastic jugs because Canada actually recycles them like you guys. Yeah, recycling is a sham. That's the most American thing you've ever said. <laughs> no, but it is like there there have been all these studies coming out lately that like that you're actually not doing anything good by recycling. It doesn't get like repurposed like it's supposed to. And, and it just ends up in landfills. Oh, it definitely um, doesn't, but yeah. So I don't know, but anyway, so also what I want to talk to you guys about. So I, last week, um, last Friday, I was walking in circles around a car dealership waiting for an estimate on my brake repairs. Go. Yeah. So I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasted like three hours because I knew they were going to try to overcharge me and I was just going to use it to find out what was wrong with my car and then bring it to a mechanic. Um, however, I was bored and I was like, hmm, it's like 730 in the morning. Why don't I just piss people off? So I decided to make a list of my 10 favorite um, Twitter, Devil's Twitter account. Which and, was bullshit, by the way. Um. Honestly, it was because like the second I hit send on and I was like, oh, wait, this person and this person. So whatever. The entire point was that I wanted to include the couple people at the top that I knew were going to get a little excited about it. Um, yeah. But I mean, I got just pure entertainment out of it. You and Vito talking to each other. Um, I believe you told Vito to go fuck his dad. Um, and what else was funny about it? I forget. But all the. 17,000 replies that came from it from that shitty podcast. Yeah, so oh, I mean, Sean. Sean with a U. Sean with a U. You should know uh, what the name is, Mandy. They were talking about you. Yeah, it's because Mauro George fan sent me the video clip. I figured that's who sent it to you. He has to say every Wait, fucking podcast. They actually <laughs> talked about you? Hard at work for his receipt. So tell, uh, since Nigel hasn't heard it, and, and probably Ricky either, what, what did they say about you? Uh, I don't, honestly, I don't even remember anymore. It was said something she was, about, they said she was a stripper. Yeah, they said I had a stripper name. They, he no. did, so I listened to that clip. He uh, pretty sincerely thinks that you're a stripper. Yes. I know. that That's <laughs> the whole thing is that I, like, I don't think they understand that we were all joking the entire time. And they took it so serious. Wait, sh- is Sean actually on that podcast, or is that a bot account? I think it's the podcast burner account. Like, whoever does the podcast, it's his okay. burner account. That's what I figured, but when yeah. you kept saying they, I figured maybe Sean was the other. Well, I have my theories, but and we'll get to that. So, yeah, when I, I was DMing with Mandy about it, and Vito, and, and even Meg, it was like, what the hell is going on here? 
And um, and our friend Amanda, she she had to remove herself from the mentions because she couldn't take it anymore. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, honestly, it's one guy that doesn't realize that he is talking to 10 people that are friends with each other. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, and, I mean, the whole thing started because I post like a shit post about here's my 10 favorite accounts. Argue argue amongst yourselves. And then like way after the fact. He just randomly shows up to plug his podcast. Um, and he's just like, this is the best devil's podcast out actually, there. Actually, this is the best account in the whole world, guys. Like, where yeah. did this come from? And my response was just like he said on the account of someone who does his own podcast. And that just like set the whole thing off. So <laughs> my theory on this whole thing. Keep in is mind, that- I'm blocked by the podcast for some unknown reason that I've never interacted with. And I'm literally fucking seeing like just you guys talking to each other, having no idea what's happening. The podcast follows me. And in fact, they replied to a tweet yesterday. Ah, it was either early this morning or yesterday where it came out that Kevin Conroy's like last voice acting role for Batman isn't this shitty video game that came out and they're actually going to be more. And he just replied some fucking the Tony Soprano gift that he put in that other thread, he replied under it like I was going to be like, oh, you follow me. Let me follow you back now. Yeah, I um. so my theory here is that there's one or two people on this podcast because I don't I haven't listened to it. And that's not even a slight against them. I do not listen to not only do I not listen to any other devil's podcast, I don't listen back to my own like. When Ricky and I are done, I'm like, cut, print it, no editing, let's go. Unless there's something like egregious I have to go change. But um, so I don't listen to it. So I don't know who's on it, whatever. But I just have a feeling that they have like 10 to 15 accounts that are just random people that are all those podcast hosts that just go around Twitter trying to promote that podcast. Because this dude, Sean, has like, I don't know, what does he have, like three followers on Twitter? So it's not five so it's not an account that's like active and that he uses so i don't know but that dude was up all night trying to get into the void yeah yeah i woke up the next morning with a paragraph from him from 4 a.m like i'm just trying i'm sure you're sleeping there's a time difference but i'm trying to meet up and have a beer (laughs) he gave me the energy of that dude on the plane uh you'll know exactly who i'm talking about that that's like i want to shake your hand i want to shake your (laughs) hand I fucking that's, love that guy. That's what he reminded me of. When um, I woke up and he was still talking to himself, wanting to meet up with you, I'm like, dude, if by now you don't know this whole thing was a joke and we all know each other, there's no help for you. He was just fucking yapping. I just wanted to be like, buddy, I'm married. Calm down. God damn. Do um, I, I, was actually, I was actually awake watching TV when he sent that message to you and it took everything in my power to not reply to it. Well, you had to be careful be because I, well, I got you unblocked and you got to keep, you know, keep Dude, it going be, as long as I, I swear on my kid's life, I was, I forget what I was doing when I was, I think it was at her game or something, a basketball game. When I got unblocked, I literally typed up, thanks for unblocking me. Go fuck yourself. I hope you, <laughs> and then I was like, nah, maybe I won't, maybe I won't kick this back off. I'll just stop. I've, well, I've been kick it back off in the morning when he said yeah. good morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dude, I've been trying so hard to not engage with people. And what you just said, Ricky, I've done that 
like a thousand times over the past couple of weeks where I've typed out a message that's like, well, actually you fucking scumbag. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. So yeah, I, I was really, really trying to go for the throat and I was just like, eh, whatever. I don't give a shit. I lost yeah. interest pretty quickly. Like I was all about it for 15 yeah, minutes and then he kept going and going and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm moving once, on. To I believe once you, once you said, I'm going to fuck you, I'm going to fuck your dad on the hill you're about to die on. I think that was about when you were out. Oh, I wrapped it up then. I, yeah, it, it that was a wrap up. Continue after I'm, that. I'm back looking at the thread and I love <laughs> that fucking Vito <laughs> strung his ass along praising his podcast. To just go, glad we worked this out. Fuck your father, Sean. <laughs> he was like, you and Andrew should collab. I'm listening. We share a lot of opinions. And he had him like, yeah, we'll set something up. And then it was just like, go fuck your father. <laughs> this dude had, I, I cannot believe he did not catch on to what was going on the entire Especially time. Especially because like, like, Vito goes, is this Sean or Bill I'm speaking with? And he goes, you think I'm Sean? What's going on? And I just replied, everyone thinks you're Sean. It's pretty fucking obvious. And he was like, that's strange. I'm pretty transparent. <laughs> I was also so drunk that night. So drunk. You, you, when you I was just bored. You? I was just bored. What are you drinking right now, Mandy? Um, It's a Cottage Springs vodka soda. Oh, my God. Say cottage cheese. It's going to puke. Oh, man. No, it's a but, Canadian brand. Oh, fancy. Suckers. Are you a fan of uh, Steam Whistle beer? Uh, no, Steam Whistle is trash. Really? Yeah. I to be honest, I hate most Canadian beer. Oh, okay, because I last time I was in Toronto, I had uh, Steam Whistle, I had Mill Street Organic, um, and that might be it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, my favorite Canadian beer is from uh, Montreal, Archibald Brewing. Uh, it has the dumbest name ever, Jaflui. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. I'll have to send you the can. So, because it's it's basically a line of beer, and all the women are. It's all named after women, but all the pictures are like they're from like the fifties, like like it would be on like a we're going to war poster, like a Rosie the Riveter kind of thing. Um, but the one beer is named Jaflui, and it's fun to yell, um, especially when you've had many of them at a soccer game. Uh, at a Red Bulls uh, Montreal Impact game, but anyway, um, Jeff Louie. But uh, what else? What else? I don't know. But yeah, so that that was fun, and uh, I just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy got strung on way too long. They're gonna listen to this episode too. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll tag them. Be like, Do you it. know, please listen. We talked about you. I'm not. Man, Mandy responded. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> can we just like can we just talk about how chronically online people were that a top 10 list that they weren't included in hurt them in some capacity dude that was so like jesus fun. christ there were people like, that were legitimately hurt but like oh my god i saw people who like who were like i'm upset it's like put your phone down and i don't know like go like do anything with your life and realize that, oh my God, the fact that I'm not included on a friend of mine's top 10 Twitter list actually has no real impact. I would say anything. I put one out later on just to be a dick. And my main reason was to make sure that Mandy was above Vito. Everything else was just kind of a write-in just because Vito was bragging that he was above Mandy on the other one. I mean, 
dude, I'm and I'm not going to name anybody. I don't I don't want to get anybody mad at me. That's just you know, that's just my thing. Do it. That one's everybody, not doing it again. Everybody's always mad at me. Um, no, but I legitimately got like one person sent me a screenshot of my list and just said, "Really?" question mark And then someone Does else sent. No, no, but you did that too. Um, <laughs> somebody else sent me a message, like legitimately was like, this person at this number, I don't like them because they said this about this. And my response was like, I don't see what everyone tweets about everything. Calm down. Um, it legitimately made some people upset. And I'm like, I'm like trying to pace in circles, wait to get my car back at a dealership causing chaos. Um, it was worth it though. I had a great time and I was actually putting together a second list, but, and yeah, I was putting together a list of the horniest devils fans on Twitter. Um, most of the people that are going to be on that list, whenever I do decide to do it, are going to understand it's a joke and find it funny. But the reason I haven't done it yet is because there's two people that I'm going to put on there that might be upset about it. So I, I kind of don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> um, I can't believe you have to consider people's feelings before making a joke on Twitter. You do. Uh, I mean, before before we were going to talk to you guys, it was just going to be Ricky and I. Like The whole thing I wanted to talk about was just twitter and what it's done to like destroy like a normal conversation and how crazy people are um and i mean you guys see it every day it's kind of it's miserable being on there sometimes oh i opened it today i think i opened it for the first time after the new news was announced about the sexual assault case yeah and i'm just i immediately closed it I'm like i'm not doing this today <laughs> This is like I don't understand how you guys. I don't know. You guys probably have like what close to a thousand followers, Andrew and Ricky. Maybe I don't know. There are some people on Devil's Twitter with pretty big followings, and I have never been happier to be a dumb account with like two hundred followers that maybe gets like a like every third tweet in my fucking life. Oh my god! Some people's mentions are a cesspool of. I have twenty two hundred, and I can confirm that it's a fucking cesspool. Man, yeah, like I've... every Michael McLeod tweet is filled with just the most in like nobody capable of having just a conversation. Like it's instantly got to be like extreme, extreme yell at each other. And it's like we aren't involved in this. Uh, yelling at each other isn't going to make justice come. Stop wasting your emotional energy arguing with people who are. A, really trying to get a rise out of you, or B, are obviously just not going to change their beliefs. If those are the beliefs they have and they're that extreme, you on Twitter are not going to change them. So so yesterday, uh, M posted, the Devils posted about Jesper Brad being an all-star. He posted that his girlfriend just posted them on vacation. I just know they're miffed. And I, and I just honestly replied. I said they should just give, still give the guys a week off and just have the all-star shit after the season. Nobody wants to do it during the season anyway. Do a skills challenge. Nobody gives a shit about the game. And some person replied, terrible take, but it's okay to be stupid. Now, I've never heard of this person. I've never seen them tweet before. I don't know who they are. And my initial instinct was to block them. I'm like, let me look at their account. Their first two tweets, if God didn't want me to jerk my dick, why would he give me a left hand and a hard cock? Followed by, if a woman ain't lying, check under her skirt. It's probably a dude. I'm like, man, I'm really missing out on all this fucking wisdom. I should probably follow this guy. Like, like, Jesus. I don't know you. 
like I don't know who you are. Like terrible take. It's okay to be stupid. Am I supposed to like respond to that, or am yeah, I just dude. gonna block you? Like I don't under, like I don't understand people that have to comment on stuff and then get pissy if you block them. Like I don't oh. know who you are. Of course I'm gonna block you. You're a fucking dork. Yeah, I'm up to 1,700 <laughs> followers now, and it's kind of I'm I'm dealing with that a lot. Like, you know, I just say things that I that I know uh, certain friends are going to see and find funny or comment on or whatever. But now I'm dealing with random people showing up. Like, just one of the things uh, when the Devils released their Stadium Series jerseys, I tweeted, um, "I'm sure I'll get yelled at for this, but I I love this jersey and I think it should be their their home jersey." And then somebody like retweeted me and said the same you know the same words that that were said to you just hard those two words that that make me want to punch a hole in the wall horrible take uh yeah, these are lazy and yeah i'm like well shut the fuck I, I literally responded with i'm really sorry that i ruined your day go have a nice dinner or something and then they responded um i think they called me an idiot or something and I, it just whatever but um i don't know i get so tired of that shit and i'm really trying to not engage with people that act like that it's it's just kind of hard after a while um but yeah, the place is a fucking cesspool. And, and when you're talking about the Michael McLeod thing, like, like Nigel said, none of our opinions mean shit. So like you go through the stage of an event happens. So everybody feels the need to make like a statement on it. Like they're the goddamn mayor or, or the, the chief of police and they have to step up to a podium and make a statement. Um, nobody cares. And then after that, like if you think dude's guilty going to jail, then you get yelled at for that. Like people act like you're the judge, um, you know, and everybody's like, well, you got to go through the trial. Innocent until proven guilty. That doesn't mean anything to people with a public opinion. And it's the same where if you think, all right, well, I'm going to wait until he goes to trial to or, or this whole thing gets fleshed out to reserve my judgment or whatever. That's fine, too. But like attacking people over stupid opinions on the internet and then like people are just assuming they didn't agree with something you said so now they know you as a person and they know that you're like a piece of shit and they don't know what you look like or know what your name is um but like I, i've said before like it's not better anywhere else the last time i signed into threads my entire timeline was political opinions from accounts i don't even follow um but i mean honestly the only reason i'm still there is because you know, I want to promote this podcast whenever we drop an episode. And I literally have made some great friends on Twitter that some that I hang out with pretty regularly. I mean, Ricky and I met on Twitter and Nigel, I'm sure we'll meet someday. Mandy, we're meeting in a couple weeks. Like it's worth it for that. But sometimes it just really, really beats any happiness out of you. Oh, I like to go on that. I haven't met anybody on Twitter yet, but I've like you know, made friendships with people that I talk to more than like some people that I like see in person and actually, you know, and like, I, I do love that side of Twitter. Like, obviously I've met you guys and like when I'm not busy, when I like last year, I played COD with you guys. I haven't bought COD this year and I've kind of been taking like a backseat from video games in general. Cause life is just what it is right now. But I've also met like, you know, we've mentioned M I talk to M all the time. Um, you know, Eric, a ton of people from devil's Twitter and just other Twitters who I do consider friends and it's dope. But then I'll log on the app and I'll just see, Oh my God, just idiotic political talk. And it's worse because like I'm stuck seeing a bunch of American political talk, which I really don't fucking care about. And it's just oh, the worst. 
Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy watching the videos of like Canadian Parliament how they like yell at each other to their face. I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, I get I get a I lot of that shit. Pierre, whatever the fuck his name Pierre is, Pierre was, was just literally <laughs> shit talking Trudeau to his face the other day. Was that's that's the Conservative Party's motto in Canada about his like, vacation. He was talking about his vacation, how much money like, he spent, and every other party's political ads are like talking about what they do. And as long as I've been alive, Conservative Party political ads have just been like. Liberal bad, liberal bad, liberal bad. <laughs> like yeah, when I mean, Trudeau was running, they were talking about the fact that he was young and they were like, not ready to be prime minister. Just oh, talking buddy, about that how was, he was too young. I that remember was their seeing, only fucking thing. It's like, he was a teacher. Look at him dance on the stage. I remember seeing that in entire place. campaign from the opposition party where it was like, Trudeau, he's not ready. Like, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and now he's been there seemingly fucking forever. I just saw a bunch of videos of people making fun of how he was clapping at some sort of public event the other day. Um, oh, listen, I like grew up pretty rural. I know a bunch of conservative people. And the reality is it wouldn't matter who liberals put in. It's just they're liberal. They're bad. It's how it works. But some of the things they say about Trudeau, like, uh, actually, funny thing, I was uh, doing my first teaching internship in a military town, and I was doing history, so we had to do a unit on dictators, and I was like, who can name a dictator? And some kid from a military hand family shoots his hand up and goes, my dad says Justin Trudeau's a dictator, and I just, like, facepalmed <laughs> in front of the class. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know how it's going up there, but it's just gotten to the point where down here... Um, in this fucked up country, like there's no giving the other party a chance. And it kind of happened in 2016, um, where, you know, I, I feel like it used to be when I was a kid, at least I know people didn't like Bush, people didn't like Clinton, people didn't like Obama, but it seemed like the country was just willing to give them a chance. Like, well, they're the president, you respect the office of the president, and I hope they do some things that will benefit me. But now on day one of a, of a presidency or of anybody being elected anywhere it's this guy's corrupt fuck this guy fuck this lady like you know we got to get them out of office we got to impeach oh. them on day one to be for to be fair they are all corrupt day they one. are but it's like the, dude if you if somebody was to ask me the number one thing that i didn't like about donald trump and besides you know things that i some policies that i didn't agree with his his demeanor but what what happens in this country starting in 2016 where everybody had to talk about it every day and where everybody had to hate each other if if you didn't agree with something or if you voted for the other party or something like it just became such a belligerent angry discourse in this country that like that's what i didn't like and at this point like if a non-religious republican becomes president I'm not I'm not even going to be that upset about it. I just don't want him again. I don't want Biden again. He fucking sucks. Um, so I don't know. When is the next election uh, in Canada where Trudeau 20, could be leaving 25, office? 25, unless he calls one, but I don't think he's winning the next one, so we won't call it. Do you have term limits? Uh, uh, four yeah. years, but you can, like, run. Like, there's no, you can only serve two terms. You could, you know, both Harper and Trudeau, our last two prime ministers, have served three. So yeah. from what I understand, then the party gets elected and then the party appoints their leader who then becomes yeah. the prime minister. So we all vote for uh, what we call MPs or members of parliament. And like they, if they win, that is a seat. You now hold a seat. Yeah. In order for a prime minister to hold government, they need either a majority of seats or they need to form a coalition 
with another government, uh, with another party to hold a majority of the seats. So when Trudeau first won his first election, he did win a majority. So the liberals were the majority government. Then his second one, he won what we call a minority government, where he's formed with the uh, NDPs to hold enough seats to hold the majority. Then he called a snap election to two years into it to try and win a majority. And literally almost nothing happened. And the exact same minority government with the NDPs is still in. So is that kind of like if, if the Democrat in, in the U.S. is the president, but the House and Senate is controlled by the Republicans? The Well, the difference, the like Canada has a Senate, but like we don't vote on it. It's like their senators are appointed and it's we really the only thing we really get to vote for is our provincial and our federal governments. Like that's all we vote for. And any referendums, which are very rare. I don't think we've had a federal referendum since Quebec tried to secede in the, uh, I think it's the 90s. Yeah, in the 90s. 90s, Yeah, Yeah, that's what lost, uh, that's what lost Quebec City, the Nordiques. Well, in that, and I, even though they like could support an NHL team, I've said it before, uh, Montreal would never let another team in Quebec. They wouldn't, they have a monopoly on one of the largest populations, like in a huge hockey market. They're never letting another team come back and take that. That's unfortunate because they have a nice building up there. Um, what is it? They do. The Videotron Center. Yeah. Um, and when last time I was up in Quebec City, they still sell Nordique stuff in stores. Like the team still exists. They still sell Expo stuff. Expo stuff is wildly popular. Yeah, man. I got three Expos hats. I've got <laughs> one. My dad to this day is an Expos fan. And he like... He moved to the Chicago White Sox, but he doesn't actually follow them. He watches the Blue Jays with my mom, but to this day, he is a Expos fan and through and through. Well, they had a really weird thing. I think it was two, three, four years ago at this point because Tampa. Yep, Tampa's been having a hard time getting that a new got building. shut down quick. Yep, they actually proposed to play half of the team's home games in Montreal. As you know, and I was like, "How's that going to work?" Like. Do the players have to find places to live up there and like it's live a, there have to? It's a real sin that Canada is not going to get like another major sports market in a while because I think Quebec could support another NHL team. Uh, the World Juniors and even Q at the Q makes me believe Halifax could support a team. Like the Mooseheads and Halifax, like, all like uh, damn near capacity of the Scotiabank Arena. So like 9,500 something tickets. That's more than Arizona's been getting for years now. That's because their arena only holds like 2,000 people. But it's even when their arena didn't, they weren't getting nine. I don't think they were getting nine grand. What like, team that's a, was that's a, that's a, that's a Q That's a Q hockey team in Halifax. And like, that's not even, and it's not even all of Nova Scotia because Cape Breton also has a Q, uh, Q team. Um, New Brunswick has like two of them, they have St. John. St. John and Moncton. I think the Toronto area could support a second team. Maybe not in Markham, but like Mississauga or Mississauga is actually losing the Steelheads. Um, they're moving to Brampton. Um, that's Michael McLeod's fault. That's <laughs> what I, I retweeted that. And I was like, they're so ashamed they're packing up the franchise and moving out of town. Um, Did Mandy fall asleep? No, no I'm we here. just. Okay. Yeah. Mandy, I got to ask you something really quick before we move too far away yeah, from Yeah, talk Trudeau. amongst yourselves. Have you heard the conspiracy that Trudeau is Castro's kid? <laughs> what? 
I've seen some things about it, but I oh man, I, I didn't read too much into I it. I recommend anybody who's listening to this podcast and you guys after it, look. You it know up. what it I is, you know the people that believe it really believe it. Oh my god, they're like, <laughs> if we could get access, yeah. it's like it's like Obama's not an American, but like cranked up to eleven because conservatives think like love the word communism. They're like, he doesn't look like Pierre Elliott. The birth records, maybe he oh he was he's Fidel Castro's kid, like. Like communist Castro was gonna have a kid and be like, ah, let's send him to Canada. That'll, 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 that'll stir the world. Something else. It's really weird because, like, I know plenty of conservatives who, like, I like who vote a conservative who are like level-headed regular humans. But it seems like any of the like popular conservatives. Speaking of popular conservatives, Tom McDonald, that whack-ass rap dude with who rapped with Ben Shapiro, he's Canadian. I heard a clip of that song this morning and almost puked out of embarrassment. Oh, it, but it's so That's funny. He's like, American conservatives are like, Tom McDonald. It's like, he's, he's not even from your fucking country. You would hate him if you knew that. He Dude, is everything you hate. American yeah. conservatives use songs in their in their rallies and their speeches and everything. And literally the next day, like clockwork, every single time the band comes out and says, your use of this song is the exact opposite reason we wrote it. Please stop using it. Well, like, look at <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong. Everybody was like, when he went against mega, people were like, green day has gone woke. And it was like, are you, did you listen to American idiot? Like how old is that album now? I mean, that's 20 years old. That Dude, came up I'm, in the Bush administration. They were openly anti-Bush. They've been openly anti-conservative as long as they've been around. Why would a bisexual man who's been pretty leftist his whole life, like, why would you be shocked that he's not a fan of Trump? Oh, dude, I mean, Rage Against the Machine, when they just did their tour two years ago, I saw people all over, like, Facebook and stuff, like, uh, uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine is woke and all this crap. And I'm like, buddy. Oh, oh the my big God. one. The big one is, uh, they used to rage against the machine. Now they rage for it, is what I see on Twitter all the time. Because their tickets were so fucking expensive. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, and conservatives like to talk about cancel culture. I'd like to remind everybody of the fucking Dixie Chicks who, uh, you know, said in Vancouver that they... Who? I think, you mean, I think you mean the chicks. They changed their name. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that's yes. right. That's right. Um, Andrew's not woke. Not woke. <laughs> no, I'm not woke. But hey, their 2003 sleep. album is was one of my favorite albums back then. Taking the Long Way, number one on that album. Uh, first track was my favorite song of theirs. But anyway, yeah, they said in Vancouver during a show that they didn't like the president and you know their career was essentially ruined. Uh, yeah, but that song that, that came from that situation not, is one of their best songs of all time not ready to make nice yes it's so yeah. good oh that's their best album i mean um their new stuff is more poppy not so great but um i don't know what about uh anybody listen to kid rock nowadays i listen anybody to him when i'm to... drunk outside did anybody listen to kid rock before Nancy, I think that's the prerequisite for putting them on being drunk outside. <laughs> I think you have to be like that. a human embodiment of like a Bud Light bottle filled with piss. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He he shot cans of Bud Light. Tread carefully here. <laughs> yeah, he. Oh, that was so stupid. And, Bud Light bad. 
I feel like I feel like we need to get off of political talk. I like, yeah, yeah, I gotta go. Like, one hold on, brain. my friend just, my friend just sent me something fun. Yeah, so anything, please. <laughs> my my friend just sent me a message and it said this dude's trying to have the X Men Olympics, and I'm reading the story. Billionaire Peter Thiel is funding the Enhance Games, a rival to the Olympics that would allow athletes to use performance enhancing drugs. In talks <laughs> with several potential host cities, organizers expect to launch the inaugural contest by 2025. I'm for it. Yep, Peter, Peter Thiel, a German American uh, entrepreneur. He's bring bring back steroids. Yeah, so cool. baseball was absolutely at its most fun in 1998 oh. when the Yankees you, were like, winning well, every night. So McGuire. Here's the problem. Could you imagine Shohei on roids? Here, here's the problem, though. <laughs> so I played baseball in college, and when you have pros. Um, on those kinds of drugs, it trickles down into high school and college baseball where these kids are, are led to understand that they will not have a shot at making the majors unless they are the best college or high school baseball player you've ever seen. And those kids were taking steroids. Like I was playing college ball, like division three college baseball and other teams that have these dudes that are just so jacked up. And I'm like, buddy, you're going to be selling insurance and real estate in two years. Um, and you're going to have a little tiny penis. Yeah, so that part's not good, but yeah, as a professional sport, like who gives a shit? It was by far the most entertaining um, when when everybody was juicing. So, do you guys see that video of the car? I think in Virginia Beach that drove off. Yeah, I thought that shit was fake. I had to like. I saw a TikTok video of like live reactions of the girl that were girls that were recording it. I thought it was fake, and then I saw it drop off. I'm like. Jesus, and I don't think they recovered it. For I don't to this day don't know if it's been recovered, but it took yeah. them two days to get people in the water. Yeah, because they said the it was really rough. Uh, yeah, and, and it was deep. Virginia Beach Pier. But you know what else I heard, and this is just TikTok comments, so I don't know if it's true or not. That witnesses mm-hmm. said that the drivers' windows were open. So well, they're probably trying to kill themselves. Suicide, yeah, but couldn't you just swim out? Speaking of baseball, uh, breaking news from the MLB, if we want to just like rant that, uh, Ricky, you're, you're going to hate this as a fellow Yankees fan. I already, uh, I already saw it. Yeah, Corbin Burns is going to Baltimore. That means no. nothing to Andrew, just so you know. Well, no. I have a Baltimore Orioles hat. Corbin Burns is one of the best pitchers in baseball. That's fine. I have a Baltimore Milwaukee Orioles Milwaukee wasn't going to pay a, him. Because there's a bird on it. I have a Cardinals hat, a you Blue and Jays hat, fun. and an Orioles you hat. You and your birds. So what? It's harmless. It's a harmless hobby. Uh, Mandy, four days, uh, posted yesterday, four days after car plunged off Virginia Beach Fishing Pier, recovery postponed again. So I don't think they've got the car back yet. Um, but you were saying if they were trying to kill themselves, why would they keep the windows open? I wonder if they did that so the water would just immediately rush in and drown them instead of sitting there like having yeah, to wait. Yeah, because you, you are much better off, actually, if your windows are closed because then... Uh, like the the water flowing in would, as Andrew said, you would you drown pretty damn quick. Like the not, pressure. Not, yeah, not to be lighthearted about it, but I'm wondering if you got your windows closed and you're sitting there at the bottom of the ocean, and now you have time to think, and you're like, maybe I didn't. Maybe this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, crazy either way, and they still they still don't know who who it was or. It's crazy that they, they can't get somebody down there. But um, 
And Wait, a submarine. Put you would think five by, rich people in a submarine uh, with an Xbox controller and let's go find it. You would <laughs> think by now, though, it's been five days. Whoever was in that car is, is missing. Yeah, um, been reported missing or something. They, pro- You know what? I, I probably... I would guess that they know who it is. They're just not going to, re- they just don't typically release those things until they identify them like officially. Okay. Um, yeah. But, uh, still crazy. I don't know. Nigel, how are the Red Sox going to be this year? <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, they've done, they've, they, they've nothing. done bad things. They've I'm not surprised nothing. because ever since they started winning again after Oh four, um, when I was heavily into baseball, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I just don't care anymore. They would either win the World Series or finish in last place. Like they were never like good and losing the ALCS or something. Like I don't know if it's been different the last couple of years, but I feel like they win it all or they're awful. Yeah, you're prepared for the awful one. Yeah, I I have not watched one baseball game in years. I played enough. Uh, I don't want to see it ever again. I don't like watching the games, but I'll go to them. Mostly to get drunk, of course. Yeah, who saw that coming? There you go. <laughs> the last baseball game I went to, funny enough, was in 2019 in Toronto. It was the Blue Jays and the Tigers. Um, and it was like two to one in the seventh inning. And me and Jamie were just like, let's get the fuck out of here. This is the mm-hmm. this is extremely boring. Um, but whatever. Rogers Dome is cool. Yeah, and tickets are always like 12 those are the cheapest tickets you can get so oh not? yeah we we paid <laughs> it was like 15 bucks each to sit in the first row like dead center um or like right off at dead center but that was that was pretty cool um but i think baseball tickets are cheap everywhere even here you can get like midweek yankees and mets tickets for dirt cheap yep that's true so, yeah who the hell is going to be the next sports team in this area to win something in what area? The New York area? Well, we don't have to worry about you because the Leafs are never winning again. Um, <laughs> and thank God for that. And Nigel doesn't have any real teams. So here, um, unless you're talking about the Nova Scotia lobster rolls. but Hey, the Halifax Mooseheads, mate, they're probably not going to win the queue this year. But they put up a fight last year, so I'll take it. Hey, we got Nico and Timo from there. God bless. But it's I not going to... say... Hmm. Because it's not going to be the Nets or the Knicks. Knicks are pretty. The Knicks are kind of fucking around this year in like a good way. That's good. Third place. I want to watch basketball. They're Um, actually getting their asses kicked. The Nets. You're right. The Nets. The Nets stink, and they don't have any of their own draft picks till 2028. Yeah, I again, I don't watch basketball, but from what I understand, 2028. They when they traded for James Harden, they traded the Rockets either pick straight up or the NBA does pick swaps, where like you can choose whichever pick is higher. They traded all like for five straight years when they made that deal to Houston. So Houston owns their first round pick in some capacity until 2027. So 2028 is when they'll finally have it back. Yeah, I kind of understood that the Nets tried to put together a super team and spent all their assets and it failed miserably. Ben Simmons Simmons came back and played like two games and then hurt his knee again. (laughs) Damn. What were you saying, Mandy? Who's running that team? Uh, Roman Abram. No, is it is that his name, Abramovich? No. no, he's long gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no, Abramovich is the dude that owned Chelsea until he had to sell them uh, when the war started. Right. I don't think he owns Chelsea anymore. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Um, I personally, the... 
I think a team from the metropolitan area that could win a championship soon. Like hockey, I don't know if any hockey team will do it because the Devils are stinking this year. The Rangers are hot and cold this year. And I mean, if Shesterkin gets hot, they have a chance because when he's hot, he's like the best goalie in hockey. But it's an if. Um, the Yankees maybe, but right now I don't know if they have the pitching to do it. The Mets, definitely, fuck definitely no. Not the Mets, Mets, no. The Mets stink. The <laughs> Nets stink. Um, the Sabers aren't going to do it. The Bills, as long as Mahomes is around, I don't think anybody in the AFC is going to do anything. I would have told you before the last thirty days that I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers won a cup. Um, Oof. they I, just I, fell off a fucking cliff. Um. I'd hate to see it, but I, I weirdly do think right now, sadly, they probably have the best shot of a Metropolitan team until the Devils actually get serious about goaltending. Well, and I don't, I don't I want to use like this more fun, relaxed podcast to talk hockey, but since we're all Devils fans, like that's been the debate the last couple of days. You spend all these assets on, assets on Markstrom or Gibson or, or Soros, but like if you decide that you're not going to get a goalie, the Devils are not winning anything for the foreseeable future um, i think friedman said today that the devils are looking for long-term goalie solutions not rentals so. i'm pretty out on gibson but i've been out on gibson for a couple of years now saros okay. would be intriguing but he's been as i referred to it on twitter i think last night deep fried wildebeest taint well okay so i can say this without giving up who told this to me so <laughs> um gibson was never a thing. Um, Devils checked in, but never had actual trade discussions for Gibson. Um, I've heard nothing on Soros, but I have heard significantly that the Devils are in on Markstrom um, and Hannafin. And it's something I heard from somebody, and then I ran it up to somebody who would definitely know who said I'm onto something. Um, and I feel like the Devils have one good trade package in them to get Hannafin or Markstrom, but like I don't, uh, I don't see a universe where they could acquire both, especially with how much uh, Lindholm just cost Vancouver, um, and no goalies have gone anywhere. Like I don't see the Devils having enough assets for that. I, w I actually wouldn't be surprised if the Flames flip Kuzmenko at the at the deadline and get even more assets out of him, but, um, but. That's with, with what, what they I got thought. from Vancouver, for them to give up Markstrom, they're going to ask for quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've been of the opinion for a while that you don't make a mid-season trade, uh, mid trade for a goalie. It like never works out. Trade deadline goalies almost always flame out because if you're desperate enough to trade for a goalie at the mid-season mark, you're typically paying an astronomical price because you're that desperate. I think the Devils are desperate. I, I oh, I do too. Because not making the playoffs this year is just an awful look after having the best season in franchise history, at least regular season-wise. Yeah, you've got the excuse with all the injuries and everything, but still, like financially, it would be a disaster because they'd be missing out on all the income from playoff games. Injuries, um, Mr. Magoo behind the bench. Yeah, I just, that guy needs to be fired fucking yesterday. I mean, look, the two games before the break, the Tampa game and then... Um, Shit, the Tampa who they who they play before Tampa? Carolina. Um those games felt like I was watching the Devils from two years ago. 
where you tune into a game knowing it's going to suck and then you don't even care that they're losing like because it's just miserable um and, and mandy and i were talking about that the other day it's just gone in from like excitement completely skipping being pissed off that they're losing and just going into the realm of indifference which is the worst i just disassociate when they start to lose now it's about where i'm at at this point i just turn the game off I don't like I I was going to actually almost paid for Sportsnet before the season so I could stream them without having to go through the internet loopholes and the laggy streams. Thank God I didn't because I I struggle going through the effort to stream games when typically what I've done is I've looked at the first like I've I've kept the score of the first period and if it's actually close after one I'll turn the game on but like if we're getting blown out after the first period I'm just like good thing I didn't waste my time. Yeah. I pay for Sportsnet it's like Almost forty dollars a month. Holy <laughs> shit! Really? Oh, I but paid for I it for the playoffs. I can also year. watch. I can also watch basketball on it as well. But. See, we get here ten dollars a month is ESPN Plus, and you get the entire NHL package. Um, I think you get all baseball games too. I'm not sure. I don't think no. the ML no. does MLB TV no. still exist. Yeah, and it sucks dick. <laughs> You do get a lot. I mean, I've just known from scrolling through, you do get a lot of baseball on ESPN plus, but for $10 a month, it's a good deal. But the shitty thing is for local, like I have to pay $30 a month to get MSG, which you get devil's Rangers, Islanders, Knicks, and now the PWHL New York team. But that place in Connecticut, you know, I I actually, uh, so Jeff Merrick had on, um, one of the exec executives from PWHL on the show yesterday. And that was one thing she brought up that, um, it's not ideal, uh, having that team in Connecticut that, um, let alone New Jersey, people that work in New York city are not going to Connecticut after work to go see these games. So that, yeah, I saw somebody posted the attendance figures. They were by far the worst. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, they, they can't play at the devil's practice rank, there's not enough seats and they're not going to play in the main rank because every night that the devils aren't playing that arena is booked with concerts and shows and all that stuff. So I don't know where they would play around here. It's they're probably there because that was a building that was available. Um, but they've got to be in, in North Jersey or New York city somehow. Um, even, uh, shit. I mean, even at Nassau Coliseum, after they renovated, I don't know if they have the ability to play hockey there anymore, but uh, anything would be better than Connecticut. Yeah. I don't know. Mandy, are you interested, as a woman, are you interested in this at all? Interested in what? PWHL. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Toronto team sucks, so <laughs> it's not inspiring a lot of uh, joy, but I'm interested in it. Yeah, the games have been good, the ones that I've watched. Same. They've been entertaining. Um, and I know as time goes on, then they're going to get, you know, there'll probably be more teams, more momentum, more players that are not in North America yet will probably come over. But, and they'll probably have team names and mascots and all that stuff. I but, saw that um, there were names that were, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Like they have names for them, they just haven't um, announced them yet. They probably so like, do. Maybe, I, also, I think next season the teams will have names, but that's definitely an annoying part of it is having to call each team by their city. <laughs> so I'll read like, this. PWHL Toronto, so, PWHL Montreal. It's annoying. Yeah, I see a CBC article that um, 
there were uh, trademarks filed for names. The word and, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to see through this article if it says what the names are. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I think one was Scorch. I think that was a Toronto one. Scorch? Scorch. Close. Oh. Um, I'm trying to find it. The CBC article says that trademark filings hint at six possible PWHL team names. Uh, there we go. Toronto Torch, yeah. Montreal Echo, and Ottawa Alert. Yeah, they're what? really stupid names. <laughs> I like Torch as a name. I think that's kind of cool. Torch but is not bad. They just got worse as they went along. And Montreal <laughs> Echo? Like what? What's Echo? What does that have to do with the city of Montreal? <laughs> Yeah, and the Ottawa Alert. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. I don't know. Yeah, Montreal Echo. also plays in the old Maple Leaf Gardens, I think, which yeah. is now a Loblaws. It's a grocery store. So they, there's they allowed them to build an arena in the building, but it's so small. I think the attendance can only be like two thousand. So every time I've tried to get tickets, it's, it sells out immediately, which I guess is a good thing, but it's only 2000 Well, that's the only saving grace for what's going on in Arizona with the Coyotes. Like, you know, some people were saying that the games are better atmosphere-wise when you have 5,000 sold-out seats instead of 10,000 people filling a 17,000-person arena. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the, Montreal's got to be named something French, and the auto alert make, makes no sense. Um so that's weird. Montreal uh, I mean, it sort of rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Doesn't the uh, PWHL do the three, two, one, zero point system? Yes. Yeah. See they that? Do. That's great. That is awesome because now teams don't fuck around just going to overtime, so they guarantee the loser point. You can you can say the Islanders. We know what you're, we know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's just, it's been a hockey thing in general. Like, teams often, if they're tied with, like, five minutes left in the third, they're like, well, let's just dink around so we guarantee a loser point. Not the Devils. They're like, let's turn the puck over and give up a goal. The, the Devils are like, you want to see some shit? Like, <laughs> the Devils yeah. are, the Devils are what happened if you had, like, a boatload of kids with, like, uh, ADHD, and you just like, like gave them serious riddle and withdrawal. And we're like, I don't have fun. I did find an article that's got the names for all six teams. So you've got the Toronto Torch, Montreal Echo, Ottawa Alert, and then the other three. The only one on this list that I actually like the Minnesota Superior, uh, obviously for Lake Superior, Boston Wicked, and New York Sound. So, and Wicked, yeah, the Boston Wicked checks out. Is there, yeah. is, there, is there a green witch as their logo? Oh, <laughs> please, 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 for the love of God. I can't wait to hear Boston. The Boston Wicked. The only one I like is the Minnesota Superior, and I feel like they'd have a nickname as, like, the Soups. Um, Just to hear which... Boston people who already say the word Wicked Pissa <laughs> to now try and say the Boston. Oh, fuck, that's going to be awesome. New York sounds not bad. Um, that's definitely that's has like a terrible. Yeah. The Ottawa so, alert is the yeah, they've got a two. They're two for six here. So Superior, obviously Lake Superior, New York Sound has a very nautical theme for like makes me think of Long Island. So Toronto Torch, I know I don't know Montreal Echo makes no sense. Ottawa Alert 
just makes me think of like somebody getting knocked out and then them being alert afterwards or like life alert. Um, <laughs> That's where I was going. Yeah. And then the Boston Wicked just sounds like a joke. Um, actually, it makes it very sound very feminine uh, and sort of misogynistic like they're witches. Right? That's probably what they were going. Not like misogynistic, but they were probably going for like the witch theme. Yeah. I guess. I guess, but I I at least hope for continued growth for that league because the games have been fun to watch. Um, let's see. Yeah, so there, this article says that it's not a sure thing that sometimes trademarks get applied for and not used, like the Kraken. Uh, there was also a name, like the Seattle Steelheads was uh, trademarked but never used. So hope they have time to not give us the Ottawa alert. Um I don't know. You uh what is what does anybody else got on their mind? Anything you want to talk about? Nope. Um, we covered it all. Steelhead is what uh the tin man from Wizard of Oz got offset. <laughs> if he got an onset. No onset, they just dealt with asbestos. <laughs> and awful working conditions. That was everything. Oh, you know what we should speaking of awful working conditions, did everyone see uh Vince McMahon's text messages? Oh, I have not, and I'm really unsure if I want to see them. You know what? I'm gonna have you look at them while we're okay, talking. Okay, let me whip out the phone and Oh boy. Mandy, I'm... did you see these? I don't know. No, and I don't know if I want to. They are oh, Vince McMahon text is like one of the first things that comes up. They are shocking. X sound they, like oh here we go. Good headline. Today? Here's uh, the no, headline. This has been like a week. X WWE star says alleged Vince McMahon text sound like a depraved 17 year old. <laughs> I mean, I'll read one. What else? Oh, let me hold up. I'm looking at them now. Can you please can do I see them? Can you read it? Can you read it? Yeah, can you read it as Vince um, McMahon? No, I have a hard enough time reading. I'm just going to try to read oh, this normally. Oh, gosh. Hold up. I've got one here if you want. Well, let me... Is it the one that says regarding your last picture? Are we looking at the same yeah, one? Yeah. Well, that's the second one I'm seeing. There's the first one that says... Um, oh, Jesus. Watch you shake. Un oh. Right. <laughs> so this one's my favorite. Uh, I'll read it. Um regarding your last picture and and vince is a 70 something year old man at this time and he says your you are uh and all you know the letter u text like a like a teenager and you is just um, you yeah regarding your last picture you need your panties ripped off and three all capital letters big black dicks in all three holes at the same time uh, uh i can't even read this anymore it gets way worse than that but the the worst part about it is is um the last part, as you lay on your stomach and the cum is coming out of all of your holes, I'll turn you over and jack off all over you. Oh my god. I'm getting PTSD from what high school. Who did he send that to? What's that? Who did he send it to? So there's a woman that worked for him, and basically the agreement that he had, that she went along with, I guess, for a little while, was he wanted to have sex with this woman whenever he wanted just just to use her for this in a, in exchange for career advancement but then he ended up like 
passing her around the company. Like there's one of the guys that I don't know if he still works there. John Laurinaitis was like one of the higher ups in WWE and there's all text Hawk or animal from the road warriors. I think they're both dead. Um, That's no, that's who it was. Laurinaitis. Yeah. Maybe the same family. No, John Laurinaitis reminds me of the guy uh, who's dead from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Funkhauser. Um, I'm the only one that gets that joke. But uh, so he was basically like loaning this woman out to other dudes in the company to just have their way with her. And Vince was like totally into it. So he would just keep sending these texts to her like, I want these dudes to do this to you and then I'm going to do this to you. And it's, it's fucking awful. But like, it's Is so buried. Vince, yeah, Linda McMahon. Uh, yeah. uh by the way, Laurenitis, mm-hmm. uh Joseph Laurenitis was animal, and that is his brother. Oh, really? Yep. Did not know that. I th- are Animal and Hawk both deceased? Mm-hmm. The Road Warriors still alive. That's the first thing <laughs> Google, that are the Road type Warriors it. dead. <laughs> uh dead and Animal is dead. Okay. Where the fuck's the other one? Hawk. Um, yeah, they're both dead. Oh, okay. Well, they had a good run. But yeah, so it's it's so horrible, but I can't help but laugh when I look at those messages because that is some of the sickest shit that I've <laughs> ever seen in my entire life. And like how that old man put all that shit into writing is I could just, cause you know, like the kind of character Vince is on the show. And if you could just picture him sitting there, like typing all of this out, like all excited. <laughs> oh my God. I remember just, uh, I forget who it was. The bark, like a dog for me. Oh, who the fuck was that? Oh, from, yeah, um, right. from the movie coming to America, you know, but he did it in the ring to somebody. Oh, he who did? Was it? Yeah. 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 Uh, fuck, like, like a dog. Hop on one leg. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to look that up. I'm but, looking at uh, it right now. It's Chris Stratus. Yeah. Really? Yes. Um, there was one of one of the women. Uh, I forget who just came out uh, today or yesterday and said that she was overly sexualized back like twenty something years ago, and it was horrible working conditions. And I'm like, oh no shit. Like, like we all didn't watch that going down on TV every week. Like, man. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a WWE fan, but I can't say I was uh, particularly shocked when the, the news came out. Yeah, they started going. Vince was one of those guys where when I Me just Too think was... that that clip of Vince yelling, come on out, you rapist has now aged like bagged milk. Well, you've got. <laughs> Yeah, you've got him saying that. You've got him saying the N-word on, t- on live television. It, he was... Uh, I oh, mean, he, every- was ra- he was like a mega racist. Like, when you hear all the like the older wrestlers talking about like the, the characters he wanted to come out with, and even some of the ones he did come out with, you're just like, holy shit, man. Oh, like the Nation of Domination? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, but like I was saying, when, when all, all the Me Too stuff really kicked off, like he was the guy that as soon as one allegation came out, you're just like, well, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so he's going down finally at the ripe old age of however the fuck old he is. Um, yeah, it's too late now. He's in his 70s. He's got like 10 years left anyway, so. 
He's the kind of guy that'll like he's seventy eight. The kind of guy that he'll get fired or whatever, and then you'll hear in like a year or two he'll be dead. Yeah, he his heart is going to explode. Yeah, um, oh yeah. Yeah, you don't do that much yelling for that many years and not have it take a toll. Yeah, and I'm not sure what's going on with his mustache currently. Uh, I don't know if he knew this was coming and he tried to to uh, grow a natural disguise. But <laughs> if you look at a picture of what he looks like now, it is wild. Um, let's see, Vince McMahon, 2023. Let's say, yeah, yeah, just search for that. He's uh, yikes. But uh, let's see. Mandy, yeah. you doing it? Yeah, right. Mandy, you doing anything fun this weekend? Um, no. I'm gonna try and be sober. Oh, uh, <laughs> and get some work done because I'm behind and I have a deadline on Monday. Are you saying that you can only have fun when you're when you're drinking? Is this something we should talk about? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Intervention. <laughs> Listen, as long we as long as we keep your toaster out of your bathtub, I think we're we're doing good with you. I relocated it to the kitchen, so we're fine. Uh, you know, I feel like I feel like low key, no toaster has a long enough cord to actually make that happen. Uh, have you ever heard of an extension cord? That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because obviously there are rules to suicide that you must follow. According yes. to Andrew, Andrew has like a code of ethics on suicide. <laughs> See, no, I just have a very fucked up brain. And like when people talk about taking a toaster bath and I've told Ricky this, I've, I've probably mentioned on the podcast before, instead of being like, oh, man, you shouldn't kill yourself. That's wrong. The first thing I think of is somebody finding their friend or loved one's dead body in a bathtub surrounded by floating pieces of bread. <laughs> Like, that's the first thing that I think of. Because yeah, you know, people don't clean out the bottom, so you would definitely be floating in a bunch of bread. No, that's someone, not, not like crumbs or anything, that's someone actually tried to kill themselves and make toast at the same time. <laughs> so you're like, you're like picturing this like a Beavis and Butthead situation where they like weren't suicidal, they're just dumb. Sort of. I think of it, I, I listen to so many comedy podcasts and stand-up comedy that like any situation that is presented to me, my brain initially says, where, where can we make this funny? I do the same thing. Same with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the devils make us all want to take toaster baths. Every but, day. Well, it's crazy, Nigel. I really wasn't thinking about an extension cord because for a while now I've been thinking of, you'd have to have the perfect situation for like an outlet close enough to the tub to plug in a toaster and none of them have a long enough cord to begin with. And then to, you know, have it reach the, the tub. It's, I feel like it's hard to do. Um, you know, I've never, people? I've never really sat down and considered the logistics <laughs> of killing myself. <laughs> I mean, what if you start small with like an electric toothbrush? Well, those are typically battery operated, so they're not going to electrocute you. They might, they might send you a little tickle in some of your downstairs places. I mean, it's still a motor running, you know? There's electricity there. So, uh, just to get you guys off the suicide ledge, uh, Jack Jack Hughes was interviewed tonight and said he's really close to returning and he should be out of, coming out of the break and be ready to play. Really? Yes. Nice. Nice. I was trying to 
So we were talking about Brat before and, and his girlfriend, uh, Nicole, and everything. So she had posted on Instagram um, saying bye to the bye week uh, after he got called up to the All-Star game. I'm sure she was pretty bummed, but I commented. I was like, I was like, come on, Jesper couldn't pretend he was going through a tunnel that he couldn't hear on his phone. Like, I, it's weird. You, would you think the players like just feel obligated to go? Because if it was me, honestly, yes. I'm in the fucking Caribbean. I would be like, please don't do this. Please well, the reality, the reality is, is is like Hall of Fame. Like we still, sadly, when we talk about Hall of Fame, we're like, how many All Stars did you get, and how many? In it? When in he reality, was on vacation with the rest of them. What's that? Brat, was he on vacation when he got called to the All Star game? Yep, he's in Mexico with uh, Siegenthaler and Nico and Timo and um, Kurish. Yeah, Kurishev and Piu 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 Suter. And how many days did they give him? Just like one to get to Toronto? He was there within 24 hours. That's what I'm saying. Like going from there to Toronto, I don't know how, how. Is it been a mild winter in Toronto too, Mandy? It's been kind of mild uh, here. It's been pretty nice. I mean, it's been kind of colder this week. It was negative 20 multiple times this week. but I don't think we've even gotten to minus 20, maybe once. But that's what the window. But, like, these guys are not going to have any time off until, like, May or June. And imagine making seven or something million dollars a year, and you have one week that you can go to the beach, and it gets ruined. Yeah, like, for seven million dollars a year, I'd I'd do that for a lot less than seven million dollars a year. I mean, that was that was the point of my tweet, though. Was they just nobody wants to really do this during the season, and the guys well, could it's like do, it's like the NFL. Break. Yeah. The NFL with the Pro Bowl had it set up right. They used to go to Hawaii, so it was actually a vacation. Yeah, well, and then they would like you, you know have fun. They could bring their families. Now they're like, oh boy, let's go to Florida. But just do it. Yeah, but not even that. Just do it. After the season, and just do some. He doesn't have to be a game, like or just do. You know what? The the NFL did figure it out in the sense that the NFL said, "Uh, yeah, we're gonna move to flag football because it's clear nobody wants to risk any injury playing with gear. Nobody gives a shit. So let's lean into the fact that nobody gives a shit." If I was the NHL, I'd fuck around, put it in the summer, and make it like a ball hockey tournament. Like, just I think that would be. I think that would actually be fun. Well, that's kind of why people were freaking out about Jack possibly playing in the All-Star game. Oh, and it's because that was of, another Twitter cesspool. Oh, I, I agreed with it because our team is fucking injured enough. And the last thing we need is a guy who is basically the sole reason whether we're going to make the playoffs or not. Like playing in a, in a meaningless All-Star game, risking getting hurt. Because Jack doesn't need to get hit to get hurt. Like... He can hurt himself just fine on his own. Yeah, his bones um, are made of peanut brittle. Yeah, so like, I don't want Brat there. I don't want Jack there. I'd rather the Devils not participate in the All Star Game at all, or just maybe do the skills competition and then go home. But um, no. So last year we had fun trying to track the Devils on vacation because it was the precursor to the Timo Meyer trade. Um, this year it's been relatively interesting because some of the team went to my favorite vacation spot, uh, St. John and the Brit and the U S Virgin islands. Um, it's Marino bastion, Lazar and to And they've eaten at restaurants. I've eaten at, uh, they posted a picture from, it was kind of ironic from devil's Bay beach in the British Virgin islands. Uh, and I stood in that ex- ex- exact spot that they were hanging out at. So it was kind of cool to, uh, 
to watch that. But Nate Bastian is going to be going to the doctor when he gets home because that idiot is not using sunscreen and he is already burnt to a crisp. Oh, and... he has sun poisoning for sure. Oh, yeah. I got it uh, two years ago when I was down there. I, I thought... I would put it on and then I'd go swim for a while and then not reapply for the rest of the day. And oh, it got man. so bad. I had to go to the doctor as soon as I got home. I had like lizard What are scales. we going to do without Nate Bastion? I mean, that go, there goes our season. Careful. Hey. Careful. Am is going to be in listening. rough shape. No. M and Bass and... Uh, um, I feel like everybody knows her name is Meg at this point, right? Oh, no. I honestly, <laughs> like, I've just known her as M for so long. That's just how I like refer to her. Like she actually used used to get mad at me and uh, Eric, who goes by Ricky, that we wouldn't call her Meg; we'd just call her M. And then we have another running gag where we'll put an H in her name. <laughs> sort of like an Irish, even more Irish Megan, like M E G H A N. Yeah, huh. that's a that's a big joke. Bass does that a bunch, and it. Well, she's she's uh, pulling for for Bastion hard because I think she realizes that he doesn't have any other fans. He just seems so. like it seems like a very like the girls of Devil's Twitter love Nate Bastion. The girls of Devil's Twitter love anyone who has no skill and they just want to root for. <laughs> I mean, I'm dude, all, I'm all for being fans of like pretty obscure NHL like players. No. Like I think that is our fans latch on to the hideous players and we'll never let them go. It's crazy. I have like a really long time running joke with uh, my roommate of uh, Devil's Legend Dinosubris. Zuby. Like to the point where like I've debated she buying a Zubris jersey from the pro shop as like a big meme. He was even, he was good though. He like good, I have... yeah. he, oh he was, but like the reason I do that Nick is because I got fucking hold his jock strap. I got really big into <laughs> hockey in like 2009, 2010, and I ended up getting uh, NHL 2K10 for the Wii. And I played so much of that game uh, with the Devils roster that I had it like fucking memorized like i remember when the kovalchuk trade happened like i was super trying to convince my parents to let me put like our get like we got wireless internet and i was like i need the password and they were like you don't have a computer why do you need the password and it's because i wanted to put the uh password in my wii so the trade would like go through so i could play with kovalchuk dude i remember when that trade went down i was in um I was in upstate New York uh, picking my sister up from my older sister up from a hospital because she crashed my mother's Cadillac uh, because she's a terrible driver. And I had to go all the way up there and pick her up. And I actually had dinner plans with Jamie. And at this point, we had only been dating for a couple months. And I was very, I was so mad that I had to cancel those plans. I wanted to leave my sister in in a hospital in upstate New York by herself. Um, But anyway, so that trade went down. There, I always remember where I was when that happened, and I miss that guy because he was maybe the most entertaining player the Devils have ever had. I remember. Um, I know it was last year, but the Timo trade will always be really funny for me because at the time I was living in a different apartment than I'm at now with my roommate, who I currently live with, and one other guy, and we're all like pretty big hockey fans. And like they're kind of my one of my room, my roommate I'm with now is like playing games on his computer and my other roommates playing Xbox in his room. And I'm at like almost the farther end of the apartment because it was like a straight through line. So I was like at one end and they were at the other and they just heard me from the couch in the living room. Just start going, holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. We got Timo. 
And it was something I'd been talking about for, at that point, two years. I was like, future devil Timo Meyer, future devil Timo Meyer. That's funny, man. We all knew that trade was going to happen. They were, and they were all like, no, man. Like, this was like two years ago at this point when he was like just breaking out with the Sharks. They're like, he's not going to be a devil. Sharks are going to trade him. I was like, future devil. And then it happened, and I was like, holy shit. Going ballistic. Yeah. And then there was that like two-hour period. Two? Where Try nothing, like six. Like, where just nothing happened, and we didn't hear anything. And then one of my roommates was like, wouldn't it be just, like, really funny if, like, it <laughs> fell through? And he was, like, being, like, a pessimist just to fuck with me. He's like, not going to happen. Told you it's not going to happen. It was six hours, and it was so bad that we were trying to figure out who was getting traded that I sent Igor Sharangovich's wife a message on Instagram. <laughs> and, I, and I said, Igor didn't get traded, did, did he? And she said, we're out to dinner, and we have no idea who's, who's going to Well, and to then there was, like, the Zetter, they said... It, it got reported that it was Zetterlin, and then Novo talked to Zetterlin's agent, I think it was, and they said no. Yep. And then it came out that it was Zetterlin. Yeah. So what were you saying, Mandy? Uh, I don't remember. All oh, right. I said she, she actually responded to you. So, yeah, like the first time she ever did, I just commented on a picture of or a video of her dog, because her dog's hilarious, Sharky. And then she responded to me. Um, and then... I was talking to her about something when they were trying to find a house in the, well, they don't live here anymore. So I could say it when they were living in summit, um, that I was helping her out with something. And then she just ended up like any time I responded to one of her posts or whatever, she would just talk to me. So, um, and she was really, yeah, well, she's really nice. And, uh, and to the point where, uh, when they got, when he got traded to Calgary, she made a post about how happy that she was that, um, the team set them up with a Russian speaking realtor. And I was like, all right, you have to promise me that if you guys ever come back to New Jersey, I can be your realtor. And she said, deal. So I hope. Speak Russian? No, but they speak English. I'll make it work. I don't, I don't oh. think there's ever been a devil's moment that's impacted me more than the Parise signing. Oh, and in, that's, in that's it's purely because at this point I'm, uh, I was 11 in the 2012 cup run. Jesus like at this Christ. point, my fa like I, I came from like a rural family. Like we weren't poor, but we didn't have a lot of money. So I used to go down into the basement. That time we had like a maybe 16 inch box TV, and I'd put on my nameless Reebok Devils jersey I got for uh, my birthday the year before, and I'd sit like as close to that TV as I could on some pillows and watch every game. So then I was like, ah, oh, Parise's not leaving. We just made the cup. And I wake up and fucking free agent frenzy is July 1st. That was my birthday. So I wake up. Go downstairs, turn on TSN for free agent frenzy, expecting to see like Parise's resign. And the I'm like met with the <laughs> I met with the message that he signs in Minnesota. <laughs> so he took three days to do that, and it, and it hurt even more because I after... feel like we all knew he was going to do it though, because wasn't he saying it was his dream to play in Minnesota? With, yeah, but, um, but he was also like spending the, the second half of that season saying he loved it here. He couldn't see himself playing yeah. anywhere else. So like after a while, it made sense because that's where his family was and his father wasn't doing well. He wants to spend time with his father. So whatever. At this point, it's fine. But it hurt even more that it took him three days to sign because I just figure if you don't sign somewhere on July 1st, like all these teams are using their money and their cap space. 
then like once July 1st passed and he didn't go anywhere, I actually thought that meant he was going to come back to the devils. I just remember um, and I get the Facebook memory every year where I have this like angry rant about Parise leaving. And I'm, like, why you, I'm like, why did you leave? We just made the cup final. And this is like pure uh, t- three days at this point of being 12 year old rage. Where I'm just like, and like my mom and dad were like, who is this? Why do you care? And I was like, I felt like an emo kid. I was like, you don't understand. You know, it was depressing because we lost him. And then the next year we lose Kovalchuk and then we lose Clarkson. And, you know, and then we enter. What's that? Clarkson was in a loss. I mean, he scored 30 goals with us. His career afterwards was a shame, but he yeah. played his Brise best. Brise was my favorite non-Brodor devil at the time. So, like, I was, like, real. I was devastated when he left. Real like, I think he was the only player I cried over. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, and that was back when Lou couldn't sign any goddamn players and, and was still trying to build a team to win a cup in, like, 1997. Um, like he's doing now? Yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything with the Leafs. He's ruining the Islanders, so. I do think Lou Lamoureux is hilarious because, like, he's old school as shit, and yet people still, like, he hasn't had a success, but his stupid rules about, like, talking to the media and shaving are still, like, followed. Like, the Yankees have the don't, like, the Yankees are, like, well, shave and no long hair. But the Yankees won a cup in, I mean, won the pennant in 2009 and they've been like a relatively successful playoff franchise with tradition lula morello hasn't won shit since 03 that's what i mean like he's making patrick <laughs> wash shave his beard and i'm just like you like what What happens if a player looks at lula morello and is like no they're probably gone at this point but like people still do it i i don't really understand uh i don't know especially in today's game where like younger players have more of a personality and guys have facial hair and um, he just refuses to, to let go on that stuff. But uh, now when you guys were saying before about uh, female devils fans on Twitter, just liking the shittiest players, it's kind of funny because I have because uh, of Jamie, there's three Eric Jelena jerseys in my closet. I just um, remembered him yesterday. Yeah. I'm forgetting he existed. All I guarantee years. you I can name a devil from 2012 that I don't think any of you remember. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to give me a minute here. Is he a popular player? No, not popular at all. Not in the slightest. Okay, but did he, how many seasons? Did he only play that season and how many games? I don't know how many seasons he played, but he played year? that year, 2012, like the year we made you that saying, I was just asking what year. He's a defenseman oh, the year we made that cup run. 2012. Oh, I, I mean, think he was a third pair. Yeah, was, it, uh, was it Curtis Foster? Nope. Is it Alexander Urbom? Nope. I would oh, say he was shitting. <laughs> Foster, got, I think, got traded to Minnesota for Zitlitsky. Um it was, uh, he was Nova Scotian, and this is the reason I know, because that was a big deal to me. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Oliver Magnon Grenier? Colin White. Colin, I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> Colin, only because he Colin shares White with is. other Colin White. Yeah, there's other Colin White. Like, if <laughs> you Google White, you won't even get the Colin White I'm talking about. because well, yeah, He's not talking about one-eye Willie Colin White. He's talking oh, about no, there's a different oh, Colin White. Okay. Okay, I, I think gonna... one of Amanda's tweets 
one of her uh, written lineups <laughs> I Who? found her and he was in the in the defense. I just remember lineup. it being a big deal because like people in Nova Scotia were like running out of people to root for and they're like, well, the devils have a Nova Scotian. And I was like, yay, the more because like I was still in elementary school and like everybody in my class was like, oh, we want to see like other teams beat the devils because everybody's like, yeah, fuck Nigel. And it's like fair. Wasn't uh, Ryan Graves from Nova Scotia? Yep, Ryan Graves is from Yarmouth. I, I am enjoying everyone saying that the Devils are failing this year because He's well, okay, because Graves and Severson are gone. When I Graves really wanted Graves stinks. to be successful, but he Graves wasn't, fucking stinks in fine. Pittsburgh, and Severson's been hurt and not playing very well in Columbus. Like Columbus is. Can we talk about how royally fuck Columbus is? Well, they've been uh, having some Archie. really shitty uh, injury Line, luck. Pat, Patrick Line has now gone into player assistance for mental health, which, like, that's not their fault. But he's no, also had bad injury luck since he's been there. Uh, Fantilli's out for eight weeks. Fantilli's out. Uh, Johnny Goudreau looks like shit. David Yurchek just, like, went open to the athletic and shit all over them. Yep. Like, players and don't... Ba- and remember Babcock. Babcock, that that feels like centuries ago when that was like three months ago, four months ago. Yeah, it's kind of funny when something like that happens. They sign the guy and everybody's like, Jesus, why? And then it just comes crashing down before they even get to the preseason. Players don't want to go to Columbus. Like, Severson was a trade and signed. Like, the amount of money they have. Nigel, Nigel, that's not true. Honestly, we shit on Columbus, but like, a lot of guys that play there talk about how much they like it there and and it probably sucks for us but it is apparently a very nice small sure, city to raise like, a family the reality, has but some it's of also, the best healthcare systems in the United States like but it is also the fact that like we can say the same thing about New Jersey with like just saying it like and it sucks as a Devils fan that like people players don't want to sign in New Jersey they don't want to live they'd rather go live where it's fucking warm like why wouldn't you go sign in Vegas or Tampa where there's no fuck like Somewhere warm with limited income tax. Like, why the hell would you pigeonhole yourself into Columbus, Ohio, or, you know, the metropolitan area? No, look, for better or for worse, Gaudreau chose Columbus. Severson also oh, chose Columbus. It wasn't, I don't have, it didn't just get traded there. It was a I don't have trade. any. I don't have any ill will towards, like, Gaudreau for signing there. I just think it's objectively hilarious that he was quoted as saying, I came here to win. That when that's think, bad, and my ill will comes from the fact that he he was talking about how much he wanted to play closer to his family, and he landed in I fucking truly, Ohio. I, I have always truly thought he wanted to go to Philly, and then they wouldn't move JVR, so he was like, "Well, fuck." Well, that's because I mean, and the Flyers had to change their entire front office and management structure after that because year after the year they just handcuffed themselves. Um, but no, I, I don't think players don't want to play in Columbus, and and I think if they if the team progressed like they were supposed to, they were supposed to be a little bit better. I don't but think they've they also have... made some like the Severson contracts bad. Um, That's and just Provorov too. Bad. Provorov awful. Uh, Line a like great player, but like they can't. He can't. They they're pay. They're locked into him, and I don't think he's played forty games in a season in a couple of years now. Look, Nigel, long I generally don't think that players give a shit where they where who's signing their checks i think if they have a choice then you know they would go to a tax-free state or something but those teams also have to be good i don't think people would be going to tampa or the florida panthers if those teams were bad just for tax purposes for instance we spent a lot of time talking about 
the devil's getting Hellebuck. And at that time, Hellebuck was all but gone out of out of Winnipeg. He didn't want to play there. Everybody's like, nobody wants to stay there. Same with Shifley. And then all of a sudden, both players signed the rest of their professional career away in the worst city in in United States and, and Canada combined. Oof. So at the end of the day, I, I think th- this whole thing about like, and, and we also remember like Besser wanted out of Vancouver. Uh, they were going to trade Garland. JT Miller was gone. Now all of those, all of those guys are still there and they're the best team in the league. So I don't know. I just think all these like things that people say about these cities are way overblown. Hey, can we play a fun game real quick? Yeah. I'm going to read you stats from two different players. Okay. And I want you to tell me who the, which player is which, okay? Is one of them Kako? No. Okay. I know this guy's more than six points. Oh, okay. Uh, one yeah, player yeah. has, they're both Metro players. Okay. One guy has 12 goals, 17 assists, and That's the other Goudreau. has seven goals and 25 assists. I think Goudreau is the first one. Uh, is the, uh, are they forwards, defensemen, both of them? They're both forwards. But, but when you say Met, do you mean like Metro Division or Metro yes. Area? Like, okay. Metro Division. Division. So seven um, and 25. Both forwards. I don't I, think Goudreau has I'll 25 say, assists. I'll, I'll say uh, one of them is Goudreau. I think it's the first one. I don't think he has 25 assists. I think he's been that bad this year. So the other one, seven goals and 25 assists. And the other um, player has 12 goals, 17 assists. Oh, so seven and 25 is Goudreau? Yes, correct. Oh, oh okay. I didn't think he had that many assists, honestly. So 12 goals and how many assists? 17. Is that laugh? It is. <laughs> I, I honestly thought it was Goudreau and laugh, but I thought it was the other way around. Yeah, uh, that's pretty fucking piss poor. I mean, we we bag on Lafreniere. He's actually having a better year than Gaudreau. Up, and, like, up th- to a certain point, because there was a week or two where he was on fire, and then you hear, then you stop hearing his name out of the Ranger fans, and then all of a sudden you go look at his stats to find out he's got four uh, four goals in the last twenty games. So that's over. Um, I do sticks. get a chuckle that Kako's on the block now, when in reality, if they really wanted to trade him, they should have done it when he had value two years ago. Well, when he had value two years ago is when you think you've got a franchise forward on your hands. So, you know, it's always the whole hindsight thing. He's going to go to another team and be a very good player. I told oh, Andrew he's, he's for like two years now. Sixer. I've told Andrew for two years my dream would be for him to get traded somewhere and become an actual superstar. I think it would be fucking one of the funniest storylines in NHL history. I think he'll be a fine middle sixer. I don't think he'll ever be what he was panned out to be. I think I, that, I also think that's partially on the Rangers' development system. Yeah, they can't. That we've seen players. fail a ton of forwards. I think he's going to end up being a more talented version of Andre Pilat. Um, you know, Pilat's contract aside, we all hate it. I think he's yeah. going to be, like you said, a middle sex for, forward, power forward. I think he's going to have more talent. But I mean, and that's great. I mean, and I always use that metaphor for now uh, charged uh, rapist Michael McLeod. Um, <laughs> When you get over the fact that he was drafted 12th overall and he's not putting up points like, you know, like a uh, first round draft pick, but you and have yourself and he's and he ends up being a rapist <laughs> and you have yourself one of the best face off guys in the league, a guy who might put up like 30 to 40 points a year and is a consistent like mainstay in the lineup. I think that's a successful draft pick once you get past the fact that he's not performing at the position he was drafted. So I think it'll take Kako several years, but he'll be fine. Um, and you know what? Probably didn't rape anybody. So hopefully not. 
Well, hopefully not. Not for him. Hopefully not for whoever would have been the victim if he did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about him, but. Um, now, Mandy, are you just putting Michael McLeod in jail at this point? Um, like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> you sound like you're not happy about it, though. I mean, I just, it makes me mad when I think about it, to be honest. Because, it's I mean, this happened in 2018. We're now in 2024. And, and did the report came out that they might not even face trial till 26. Yeah, like, when I read that today, I... I closed out everything. I just, I'm sick of. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sick of reading people's comments about it as well. I just, I, I hate that. I, I, like Andrew said, I hate that everybody feels the need to make a comment. I haven't made any drastic public tweets because nobody gives a fuck what I think. Well, and we're going to get this press conference on Monday. And after that, we're not going to hear a goddamn thing about this for okay. a long time. My, um, my one rationale to people out there defending the. Uh, players is what I said when Deshaun Watson got hit and I've heard other people say it and I agree is those players are never going to see your tweets or your Facebook comment or your Instagram post to defending them. They're never going to see it. They're not. But who is going to see it are all the women in your life that follow you yep. who may yeah. be a victim, may know a victim. They're going to see it and go, okay, I can't talk to you about what's happened to me because That's you clearly exactly I, aren't going to support me. I'm like, I'm going through all these comments. Granted, most of them are made by people that I don't know or burner accounts, but it it like makes me wonder about what the men that are close to me in my life think about it. I also hate people yeah. who do that with burner accounts because they give people like me who have a burner account purely like for like work related reasons. Like I uh the reason I have a burner account is purely because I'm trying to be a teacher and kids are notorious for trying to find social media. Like I just intern taught uh, before Christmas, I my Facebook profile settings are set so like you can't if you Google my name, uh, you won't find my Facebook profile. You have to go into Facebook search and you've got to do some digging. And all I have is my profile picture and my cover photo. And I had like four friend requests from kids I taught. Like well, kids will try to find social media, and I don't say anything like you know I don't make any sweeping political things, but I say some dumb stuff. I make some dumb jokes, and all it takes is the wrong person taking that out of context and somebody with a vengeance to try and you know ruin my day so i don't i that's literally i just have a burner like so people like kids i teach or like don't find my social media i don't you know but like then there's people who make burners just to say putrid awful things and it makes everybody who has a burner look like shit i also feel like you're going to be involved in less twitter drama and i've I've said this every week now if you have your real name and face on your account um like you know if we compare mandy to meg Okay, Mandy's got her name and her face out there. Meg doesn't have either of those things. I bet half of the shit that gets said to Meg is not getting said to Mandy because I just I feel like really close. I don't. I hardly get people arguing with me on Twitter. Yeah, I want to. I, I look for a fight and I don't get it. I just feel like people are less likely to say heinous, horrific shit if they see they're saying it to a real person. Honestly, and this is probably because. Uh... When I used to, my Twitter used to have my name in it. In fact, when I met everybody here but Mandy, when I met Ricky and Andrew, my full name was my, I used to have my profile picture and I caught more shit back then, but that's just because I'm fat. Can I tell you something though? Your real name is the most unbelievable, like non-real name I've ever heard in just yeah, regular... I, the most, most of the time I like meet people like, that's your real name. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Your name <laughs> 
I won't say your last name, but it's ridiculous. You're it's Nigel. <laughs> your your username, like me, could be your first and last name, and ninety nine point nine percent of people would as- assume that's a fake name. Yeah, I literally just so. got rid of it, so people like couldn't find it, and then be like, "Oh, this is a teacher who just called somebody a uh, pea brain." Let's you, you know. Um, but yeah, so you were talking about the Watson thing with the NFL, but. So here's what I'm thinking is going to happen. And somebody said no, but I really think that there's going to be an out of court settlement for this because I, I sadly do too. Well, I don't know. My theory in the matter was, I don't mean to interrupt, was they originally said eight were involved. They've yeah. only summoned five. And my opinion on it was they've only summoned five because these are the only five they can prove of have evidence of committing the act. For sure. Oh, no. So the other, my, three, the other three involved may not have committed. They may still be bystanders. By the way, that's not you know. I'm not saying they're any better off. If you're a bystander, don't do anything. Fuck you. But anyway, um, they can't. It's really hard to charge someone with being a bystander. London Police and Hockey Canada have cut so much shit over this, deservedly so, that they are only going to charge people they believe they can get a guilty verdict. Because even one of these guys getting a non-guilty verdict looks as awful for already really bad optics. So I think those other three players are never getting named. They're going to they're gonna live their lives unnamed, sadly. But I do think the reason these five have been called is because they do have evidence and they have a chance. Yeah, so I was thinking about this today, actually, when I was driving home. Now, let's just say, I, I, I don't see how any... How any outcome here is is good is a good look for anybody. Like even if they're not found guilty, then that means that it, it's not. That doesn't mean that they weren't there. It doesn't mean that what what they said happened didn't happen. What they're essentially saying is that it was consensual, or and, not enough and uh, not enough evidence to convict. Right, right. And I just I can't imagine myself being in a situation where that would be okay as a as a person. And I don't understand how people get themselves into the position. Like, would you want to be, let's just say, just for example, if your buddies called you up and you're like, oh, there's this girl we're all going to have, like, would you want to have sex with a girl? Like five of you? Like, I wouldn't. Well, I, I'm also assuming that that's not the first or last time that that's happened. I think we're that that's also all like 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if I was 18. Now, I, it's just a weird thing for me to me honestly that's when a regular occurrence in like frat culture and I know. that's what hockey yeah. is it's really weird well, to me weird. this is really weird and it's bad it's just bad news from the get-go and it speaks to their i won't say maturity because they were 18 at the time but it speaks to their character regardless of whether you know they're convicted or not it's just a bad look and not someone that I'd want to root for or be on it's my team. It's so in bizarre because, like, as like I I was only 18 five years ago, but when I was 18, I was still in that high school. Like, every, every dude, most dudes are in that high school mindset where, like, and, like, heaven forbid you have to see another human's penis. <laughs> like, oh, God, I can't see another dick. That would be gay. It's like the thought that's in every immature kid's mind. So, like, the thought oh. of even now... I can't imagine now being like, oh boy, I not, there's nothing I would love more than having another man with me when or, I have four other men with you. Well, like, dude, one, I mean, we've that's boiled just this. too many dicks. 
if you boil this down to the basic fact of something we definitely know happened that there's no debate about, and, and I said this last week, like if you have to, as a guy, acquire a video deposition from a woman before and after you sleep with her to make sure Not that you have thing. it on tape, yeah, that it was a consensual event, like you've done something wrong. And then to go further to have like five to 10 men in a room with a, with a woman, like there is no consent at that point. You're putting the woman at at such like a power disadvantage. What is she going to say? No, I mean, to, like to to liken it to that that always sunny episode, like with Dennis trying to talk about getting with this this chick on a boat. What is she going to say? No, because of the implication. I mean, that's the that's what they put that girl in that position. Like, so it, it's just fucking disgusting. But I I think there's going my reasoning for there being a settlement coming. And somebody on Twitter already said, like, it's probably not going to happen because that's an admission of guilt. Not necessarily, but like Michael McLeod and Carter Hart are 25 years old entering the prime of their NHL careers. And if they're not going to trial for this for two years, they're certainly not playing in that time. No, their um, NHL careers are over, period. All of them. But even just to get out of this and go play in Russia or something, they they have to, like, they can't sit around and wait for two years. It'd be great if they were on Boucher's team, just like an all rapist team. Oh, yeah, exactly. The Russians don't give a shit about this kind of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Exactly. Like, unfortunately. So, you know, I, I think there's going to be some massive out of court settlement where they're going to, you know, she'll get a payout in exchange for a non admission of guilt. Um, but the thing with this is, he's like, no, it's not her pressing the chair. Like, yeah, it's the crown, which I understood so that the, I don't the think... reason. Can they settle with her? Is that like I, I'm asking this purely out of inquiry because I don't know legal. Haven't they okay. already tried to settle with her? Well, Hockey Canada did. Hockey Canada yeah. tried to pay her to shut so up. From, from what I understand, Hockey Canada paid her to shut up, and she didn't really want to pursue it, or or decline to fully pursue it in the beginning. Um, because she didn't want it becoming such a big thing. And what I'm trying to understand, what I think I understand so far, maybe one of the differences between the U.S. and Canada, is where the Crown or the government or the court system can bring charges um, if they have enough evidence whether the victim wants to pursue it or not. And that's kind of what happened this time around. Um and now, and this is again, this is all what I hear like on the Jeff Merrick show yesterday. He said that now uh, the victim is participating and contributing to the investigation where previously she really wasn't. Um, so that's well, at least in, what I. In reality, she has to for her own sake, not just to bring charges, but like if she was refusing to participate in the investigation, she would be hounded. And obviously they haven't released her name. But still, all you would see was, well, if she was, if she, if she you know, if she wasn't law, if she was uh, being tr honest, she'd participate. Like, that would instantly be because. I don't know, dude. How like fucking sick. It would be instant to discredit. That's sadly what they would say. Mandy, go ahead. Oh, I just said that would be bullshit if that's what people said. Well, but they're going to say it anyway with yeah. how fucking sick people yeah. are today. That poor woman could take the stand in court and recount the entire night from beginning to end while crying and you will still have the same people say she's lying. Like that's just how it is nowadays, unfortunately. Um, but I don't understand the obsession with trying to prove their innocence either. 
it's well those same name. those same people are the same ones that like when the devils change their profile picture for pride night are like keep politics out of sports it's the same fucking people mm-hmm. um i don't know like i saw a guy and and ricky it's not even the guy you're gonna think of that uh well brandon who has a mcleod showed up with a mcleod jersey oh. um there was a guy who i've been friends with on facebook for like 15 years now who just posted on Facebook yesterday that he wants to get a stadium series Jersey with McLeod on it. And like after 15 years, I was like, that is, thank you for letting me know to unfriend you. Um, it's one thing to say, and this dude has a wife too. I wonder what she thinks about all this. It's one thing to say innocence who proven guilty. We have to let the court do their thing to actually go put, a possible rapist name on a hockey jersey and wear it out as an endorsement of this person. Um, but people are fucked up, I guess. I don't know. What else? Anybody else got anything? Nope. I do not. Right. And it Man- is nine thirty. <laughs> Mandy, I'm relatively disappointed in your lack of Canadian accent. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. It it comes out a lot when I'm drunk. Oh, you just apologize. So you're back got, on board. Um, I've got one like East Coast that comes out bang if I've been like drinking. Oh, Mandy, was I was I right about uh, Nigel before we started? Nigel, what you say? Uh, now I'm interested. I don't think so. I also I don't know a lot of people that are from out east. So no, I, I only know one guy from Newfoundland. He doesn't. So, he has oh, a, well, Newfoundland's different. Those people are fucked yeah, up. Yeah. But no, before the before you got on here, Nigel, I was saying Mandy didn't really sound Canadian, and then she immediately said "oat." So I was like, "Oh, there it is." And See, just I like don't... this time, I said something, and she immediately apologized. But no, I said Nigel has a distinct like uh, maritime accent, which you do. But we Mandy... oh, I fully admit I do, and I I've noticed it. Uh, I noticed it so, like a lot of like expressions too, like. like like I've had to even like from Nova Scotia, like now I'm in New Brunswick, like to explain some of them that uh, we've said. But Newfoundland's a lot like I don't know if you've ever heard somebody from Pittsburgh talk, but they do a lot of that where they're an A and O and like OH noise is more of like an AH noise. So like they're St. John's, Newfoundland, and them at St. John's. Like they put that so A into it. If a, a fast speaking person from Newfoundland oh, sounds voice. like. Good, good luck. Sounds like you're listening to what, like a what Gaelic must sound like. Like somebody yeah, like a drunk Irishman. That's what yeah, my exactly. buddy's <laughs> my buddy's getting married over there in uh, August, and because he went to school over there, because he now works out on like uh, boats. As uh, I can't remember exactly what his job title. Not like fishing boats. Like he works like uh, eventually. He's, eventually, he's going to work on like cruise ships. That's his goal, but. Just being in Newfoundland for like four years for school, he like picked up on like dialect. Like he'd be like Dubai's, and I was like, "You didn't, <laughs> you don't live there. What the fuck is that?" <laughs> like it's yeah, that's it's really funny. And like we do say stuff like here, like a big one in Nova Scotia that I grew up saying was uh, like if uh, somebody was like leaving, uh, we'd say like stinkya was a really weird one. That's a weird one. You that's say a weird reg- one. regular words like the word car. Car, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Um, we should have done an American versus Canadian accent challenge or something. Um, like trying to think of other ones. Uh, useless is You sound like you're from, Mandy, you sound really like from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Yeah. 
Okay. Ontario doesn't really have a lot of accents because it's such a, like a diverse culture pot. Well, up north they sound more like the Trailer Park Boys, Letterkenny. Trailer Park Boys. I don't know. I mean, if you want to hear how, like, if you want to hear how Nova Scotians speak, trail because that's what Trailer Park Boys is. Like, like I, 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 you, you talk to any Nova Scotian, and we all know a J Rock. We so, all know a J Rock. Ricky, I'll ask you this. I mean, our friend Casey that we we play video games with from Southern Ontario, you can tell she's from Canada just by listening to her. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's from like she's from uh, Saint Catharines by Welland, so like close to Buffalo. Nova Scotia's feel... like That's we get like kind <laughs> maritime accents yeah. kind of gets closer to Boston. We have a. Like we get, we we kind of get close to them, and a lot of Nova Scotian people love Boston. We send them a Christmas tree every year. So, where would the... you guys say then the stereotypical um, Canadian accent comes from? Is that like, like a Saskatchewan um, or, or not something? Saskatchewan, I'd probably say like Alberta. Yeah. Alberta, kind of, but Alberta's almost like got their like they're trying to like be like Texas with that weird like they 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 have an awful southern fake southern draw. Uh, I feel like it definitely comes from like that area though, because like you're not going to hear that kind of like accent in Vancouver much. Yeah, no, they're very. They sound like stoners. Yeah, um, Maritime Maritimes has their own kind of spin on it. Newfoundland's their own thing. Uh, well, I, even the Maritime provinces kind of have their own little like New Brunswick's a little different than Nova Scotia. PEI kind of has their own thing. Quebec obviously very different because they're French. Fucking weirdos. Um. <laughs> No, Alberta seriously has um, like a, movements going every now and then that they want to become a U.S. state. Oh my god! And I don't uh, understand it because don't understand they it. like we have what they call equalization payments, where like provinces that make significantly more money will pay, and it'll get redistributed so like small provinces don't die. And Alberta's like, ah, oh, we'd have more money if we didn't have equalization payments, and they don't actually understand how any of this shit works. Because all the separatists in Alberta, like, are clamoring. Just they, they they haven't actually looked into it. They're just like, tax money, tax money, tax money. It's the same thing. Uh, Nova Scotia, if you look at a map, there's Cape Breton at the top, which is like the tail of the fish. And they, had, uh, they have a separatist party, and it's the funniest thing. Because they're like, yeah, all of our tax money gets leached to Halifax. And that's not how it works at all, but... People just don't actually look into how taxes. It's probably work. the inverse. Just, I mean, Halifax is yeah. the commerce, the commerce center of the province, and the money gets funneled out from there. If it wasn't for Halifax, everybody else would be well, poor as fuck. Most definitely. Well, I I've said for a long time, if Quebec actually separated, like all the Maritimes would be, wouldn't they wouldn't be Canadian anymore? We'd have we'd have joined the states because that would have been our only land connection. I fully believe that. We would have lost any land connection to Canada, so any shipping from Ontario would have cost now you pay to go through a separate country, whereas the United States would be just right then and there. Our population wouldn't be enough to survive without another, like, a federal system helping out, so I fully think we would have just connected through Maine. You're going to make a good teacher someday, sir. Uh, Aww. That's so nice. I guess. Wholesome, Andrew. Eh, I'm just trying to wrap this up and go to bed. Um, (laughs) I feel bad. That was sort of like a conversation ender. Like, thanks for all that. that Yeah, yeah. that was like, uh, all right, so I'm going to let you go now.
Yeah, I talk a lot. So that's fine. That's what my grandmother so used to do. At. That's what my grandmother used to do on the phone. You'd call her on her birthday and be like, Grandma, I wanted to give you a call to say happy birthday. She'd be like, Thank you. Well, okay. And, and you know, that's just the conversation yep. ended right there. And I'm starting to fall asleep. So thank you guys for joining us. Um thank you for the country of Canada for allowing your two sons and daughters to join us tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh um, Nigel the obviously only... will two what? of the three Canadian Devils fans, along with Jock Shams. That was the other thing, the other list I was gonna try to make, like the best Canadian Devils Twitter accounts, <laughs> and I had you two, and then I was like, Who the fuck else? <laughs> Blair. He's Canadian? Yeah, he's from uh, I think he's from Ontario too, actually. Maybe I'm wrong. That uh Randy, what's his name? Uh oh, Randy well, Leahy. Yep, he's yeah. getting he's very from, mad he's, that he's, he keeps getting left out of. Yeah, life. he's actually from Newfoundland originally too. Oh well, that that's not his name. I mean, that's the Trailer Park Boys character. Yeah, he, I think it's he lives Adam, in Alberta Adam, now, but he was Adam Stanley. Adam Stanley, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think he I was a he was a newfie. Yeah. He was a new once a newfie, always a newfie. Um, yeah. So, Mandy, I'm excited to meet you in 16 days. Oh, it's coming up quick, huh? Yeah, how long are you staying in the area? Four days. Is there another game in that time that you're going to? I'm going to try, but I'm going with my friend who doesn't like sports. So It's a good trip for her to be on. Yeah, I, yeah, might, sports, just leave her. Sports. I might just leave her in the hotel and sneak out to see. Oh, didn't you say she was a uh, Jonas Brothers fan? She is, yeah. So she's at least going going to the Jonas Brothers concert. She could give less of a fuck. Aren't we all? Because the way this fucking team is playing. Um, So I'm (laughs) guessing the other game you'd go to is the Thursday, the 15th against the Kings. Yeah, because I think our flight's at like 6 a.m. So we'd get there just before 7. Are you staying in New Jersey or in in the city? We are staying in New Jersey. Because I only stayed in the city last time because she wanted that experience. I hate New York City. So. Really? Yeah. I hate it too. It's my I second. Also hate <laughs> you hate Toronto? Yeah. I hate big cities. I just, oh. I live in one for work, but I hate it. I don't know. Montreal is my favorite city, and the rest of them can, <laughs> can fuck off. But mm. yeah, New York's great if you like to see homeless dudes' dicks. Anyway, um, gotta wrap <laughs> this up. And. I hope you all have a lovely evening. Thanks for hanging out with us for so long. And uh, we'll see everybody soon. And Nigel, you got to get your ass down here, man. Yeah, I, uh, that'll be a, when I have a job and not in debt thing. Well, in the meantime, reinstall Warzone so you can be frustrated with us. I'll think about it. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.